Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Besides... Very nice. Thank you very much. Now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? It's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. All right, then, leave! What's your name, dude? Uh, Martin. Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stupid name is that? Hey guys, welcome back. The adventure continues here at Silas Frame. And so does our Back to the Future retrospective. See oh, what yeah. I did there? It's pretty clever. Yeah. Pretty clever. Okay, thanks, brother. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we're pretty much back to the zaniness of Doc Brown and Marty McFly. This time they are going to the future, as we were told in the last one. And I'll say this. The one thing about the middleman, the middleman in any kind of trilogy seems to always get the bullied because it's kind of a chaotic mess. You know, it's kind of, and then it, it settles in the third act, the third film. So, and this is kind of why this one is the redheaded stepchild of the group. A lot of people don't think it makes sense or they think it's too chaotic or whatever reason. Now, I agreed with that when I first watched this. Uh, upon watching this again, I actually think it's a lot precise. I think it holds up. I actually think it does work. Yeah, it work. makes sense. And the one thing I like about it, it is chaotic because we don't need to know the characters anymore because we know them. We're already invested in them. So we pretty much just get a mosh pit of just one hell of a fucking yeah. good time. It's more like a sort of love letter to the original in a way. And uh, sort of a, a, a sort of homage, whereas the third one tells its own story, if you know what I mean. If that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, by the way. It's almost like a requel. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, and it plays, it, play, it also plays around with the time travel tropes, you know, like, you know, like multiple sort of timelines, and, and, which I like. I, I like all that sort of, I, I mean, I've always loved time, time travel stories anyway. One of the uh, one of the things I really liked about the first one is called planting the seeds. They'll put something in the future, and we'll get we reference again. And you know, we know we gotta have the seed again in the fifties or wherever they are. And this one is full of them, uh, especially the sports almanac. Yes, and um, in all of its chaotic chaotic mess. And I mean, when I say chaotic mess, I mean all this mass confusion. You know, where he's got to go to get to point A. To, you know, this whole film is to get to point C. And the the, the, the chaos is B to get yes. to C. And it's such a fun ride. And the whole... But even though it seems like you're going, where are we, where are we going now? Where are we, It's so fast-paced. All you have to remember is all you need to remember is the Sports Almanac. Yeah. That is the key to this. This is all they have to do. First one, get George to kiss Lorraine. This one, get the sports almanac 
and back. destroy it. And destroy it. That's it. It's quite, if you just focus on that, it all makes sense. Um, I think because of all the, the running around and Biff's now this and Biff's now that and yada, 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 I think people kind of lose focus. If you just fo- you know focus on the trail and what they have to do, it does make sense. And the flow is quite smooth. Yeah. I mean, people have, uh, have often said it's full of plot holes and stuff. It's If you go by the rules that are laid down in the first one and are continued in this one, it works and it does make sense. And that's the problem. I think people, because it's so fast-paced, yeah. it doesn't stop, people think they're cheating yeah. and they're not. It does follow the rules as the first one. So if you're going to say that about this one, you're going to have to say that about the first one. Yeah. There are a, a couple of plot um, conveniences that do niggle me. Yes, but that's, it's Back to the Future. You, you know, you're not. It's not. It's not like real science, if you know what I mean. You know. Yeah, they're. You know, time travel movies get yeah. away with it. That's it. To a certain that's extent, as long as they're they're not completely convoluted and like the Terminator, the way the Terminator series has become. Uh, Terminator makes yeah. no sense, and and yet people love the term. But Terminator literally makes no sense. Uh, yeah, to to me, they should have just wrapped the Terminator series up after the second one. And it, it did, but then of course money and greed um, came into it, and they made more and more. Ali wanted back. <laughs> I'll be back. Now we'll probably get to the Terminators. The Terminators would be a good one to do because they, they become so fucking chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> Though I like some of them. I, 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 I think Salvation's an underrated gem. I don't. Want I also like parts of the third uh, one. No, of course uh, you but do. you, Leia, you, you probably there's no incest <laughs> in it though. So you probably the be first one is that. by far the best. First one, Harlan Ellison, uh, the great science fiction writer, he had issues with you know um, pension ideas, and he is now credited whenever it's like shown on TV now and stuff. They go Harlan, you happy? Well, he's no longer with us, but um, oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Um, but <laughs> yeah, dead. he had issues with the, the um, he he had written episodes of the Outer Limits, which um, Cameron borrows from, but with the original Terminator. Let's just say. All right. Well, we'll jump into this one now. We got Back to the Future 2. Uh, a couple cast changes here as we talked at the, beginning, at the end of the last podcast. Chris McGlover has walked away. Don't know what reason really it was, but it's too bad because he did make the film. Uh, he is replaced by a character actor. Don't know who he is. Just make it's up. It's an extra, and, basically. And Yeah, they took some um, guy and he took some of his mannerisms. Uh, this film was actually famous. It got sued by yes. Christian Glover, and he won. I don't know what the amount was, but this is the reason why now you can't use a, an actor's likeness in a sequel or another film without yeah. their permission. and paying them. Um, and, and that's what happened. Because with, with the, one. also apparently with the, um, you know, the footage from the original that's used of George McFly, he wasn't paid for that either. Um, so, yeah, new, new sort of um, rules come in. See, that that's a likeness. I... I can see, you know, arguing, but putting him using footage from him from the last next one, he should be yeah. paid for that. That's not right. I'll give you that. Um, and obviously, uh, Jennifer's been replaced. Uh, the actress who played her was Claudia Wells. Now she uh, would have been in this whole trilogy, and she would have had a promising career. I can almost bank on it. Um, but sadly, her mom took very ill with cancer. So she left the industry and the franchise so she could uh, take care of her mother. I have nothing but respect for her for doing that. Yeah. 
nothing but respect for her. She's uh, made a kind of resurgence with doing a lot of the Back to the Future anniversaries, a lot of Comic-Cons. And you know what? Make all the money in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Yeah. Go, go yeah. for it. Do You deserve it. And I, I hope maybe someday Zemeckis or Spielberg may put her yes. in something. You know, just give her another she deserves shout. It. Uh, she, she deserves it. Um, and in replace, we got, at the time, the very, oh, well, she was kind of hot from the Karate Kid, and Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue, ba- she's barely really in these next two. Well, I don't think apparently she's the, Bob she's, Gale yeah. has said that um, the original, the, the ending of the original film um, wasn't meant to set up a sequel. It was just meant as a sort of final joke. And so if they had have known that there was actually going to be a sequel, Jennifer wouldn't have went away in the car at the end, the DeLorean. Um, so they were sort of stuck with having to do something with Jennifer, but to quickly get rid of her, if you know what I mean. Yeah, see, they use her enough, yeah. we, you know, and they gave her. But yeah, but I mean, it, it goes to show you if Claudia, God love her, could have, you know, took this path, what it would have done for her. Because Elizabeth Shue skyrocketed from, I mean, Adventures of Babysitting, yes. Cocktail, and then the, and the Leaving Las Vegas and blah, blah, blah. It just kept snowballing. Yep. And she still works today, and she's she looked great. I, I, by I've way. always liked um, Elizabeth Shue, but in terms of the Back to the Future films, I prefer the original Jennifer, if you know what I mean. You're a, yeah, you're a perv. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to compare the two, but, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, the original Jennifer, Claudia Wells, it's Jennifer to me. Yeah, well, I think the, I think because she's utilized more in that one slightly more, and she's given more, uh, yeah, she's given more screen time, so you got to know her. So when you quickly replace her and dump her in the corner like they do in yes. this one, you kind of... You're not, I, I, in other words, I don't think Elizabeth Shue got they the chance. They literally dump her in the corner in a fucking bed. Yeah, <laughs> dump her in the alleyway in the very beginning. Yeah. There you go. What a great place to put your girlfriend. I'm going to put her to sleep and yeah, dump her and in the alley. Yeah, and then Doc says, I'll be all right. It will only be a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about I'll it. She'll be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, the hell with yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, so I, so he, now we're in the, uh, he's got to go to the future and, and, t- and get Griff, which is the grandson of Biff. To Griff yep. and Biff, <laughs> uh, and tell uh, <laughs> tell um, uh, to get Marty's son not to go along with this crime they yeah, were going to commit thing or whatever it was. Yeah, because he'd end up getting going to prison, and then his sister would get twenty years trying to help yeah. him escape. Mar- or Marlene McFly. <laughs> I love when he goes here. Uh, go to the cafe. Stop. Uh, stop your son from talking to Griff. Yeah, go get a Pepsi. Here's fifty dollars. Like yeah. what the fuck? Well, actually, that makes sense. It's twenty fifteen, so that's about right. That's how much it costs for a Pepsi <laughs> now these days. So, especially in the cinema, you know. No, no shit. I do love when Spielberg pokes fun at himself. Uh, the Jaws yes. nineteen is playing in the background. Uh, well, probably not himself. He's probably this time Jaws four: The Revenge yeah. is coming out. So I'm thinking he was just rolling his yeah. eyes at it. But there's a line. You know when the 3D shark the comes shark out? Shark still looks fake. The shark looks... Because to this day, Spielberg never yes. liked Jaws. He, he says he, he never wanted... He wanted to show Bruce the shark. Bruce the shark. And Bruce the shark. He wanted to show the shark the whole film, but it kept breaking yeah. down and looked fake. So he never could, which is an ironic twist to that story because it's not showing the yeah. shark is what makes exactly. the movie effective. Exactly. Um, but uh, I like that little nod to yeah. Cap and to Jaws. Yeah, so you see the sports almanac and uh, 
the wild we again planting the seed. He goes to those little kids playing. Do you see Elijah, Elijah Wood? Wood? Yes, I was going to say a young Elijah yeah. Wood. Yeah. Um, he shows the kids how to play the gunman, and he's really mm-hmm. good at it. And he's firing the guns, which we know that's going to be useful to know in the second, in the yep. third one coming. Uh, again, nice little plant in the seed because this time they're doing, they're filming these back to back like they did with Superman yep. one and two. You know, what works about doing that too is it's, it allows the entire trilogy to be important. So if it, even though two is not as well received as the other next one, as, as this one and the third. It's still relevant. You still have to have it because the other ones won't make any yes. sense. And they also um, set other things up that, that'll come into play in the third one as well with the character of Flea and Marty's accident and not being a rock star. And also, um, <coughs> so, sorry, Needles, the character of Needles played by Flea. Sorry. That was yeah, Flea. Yeah, that's okay. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But it's um, the character's called Needles. So they set that up as well, along with, you know, Buford Tannen, who is, you know, um, Biff's ancestor um, in the Wild West and stuff. Uh, yeah, he's the fastest gun in the yeah. West. So they set that up because, you know, we're going to be meeting him soon. And also Marty um, um, not um, liking being called chicken, you know, which uh, which uh, I, I, that sort of niggled me. But then I realized that, uh, well, I, I read up as well, that, you know, Bob Gale said, well, the problem was Marty didn't really have any character flaws in the first one, which is fair enough. Um, so they give him that flaw, and in the yeah, chicken thing, yeah. I think the chicken thing stayed. I thought stupid. it was something different. But I, I get why um, they did it. But when you, I think the reason it irks yeah. him is because he's seen the way his father was treated by yes. Biff. Yeah. So I think it's just a trigger for him. I don't think it could be in any word, but I think chicken is just the safe yeah, word to go with. Yeah, it makes sense. So I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nobody calls me you know, chicken. Yeah, it makes sense, but it is a bit stupid. Yeah. 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 I, I would have chosen something yeah. different. Yeah. Or something more yeah. harsh, actually, yeah. to be fair. Like, um, yeah. Uh, like, you're, you, you're, you're a co- like, you're a chicken, like your yeah. old man. Something yeah, like something that. more personal. Or, um, you shagged your mother, or something. <laughs> wow. There you go. Bring up the incest. <laughs> I <can> resist. Wow, <laughs> Trevor, you need some so much help and guidance. <laughs> Oh. Could resist. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I do think it's convenient. We talk about plot convenience, like you mentioned earlier yeah. there, where Biff uh Biff overhears the whole conversation and he jumps in and so when they're away for a second, he jumps I, I love how they don't lock the time machine up, by yeah. the way. I mean there's so lots of stuff going on. Biff just happens it's also yeah, hiding. He happens to know how to operate the time yeah. machine. Mm-hmm. Although, to be um, fair, it's only essentially driving a car. And he, regarding the whole, I don't know, it is a convenience like, but you could sort of say that it sort of works in that he's been earwigging with their conversation. So uh, he even says it. So old Doc Brown invented a time machine. And this is also set up at the very start when Biff sees him going into the future. You know, middle-aged Biff. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, because he's aware. Of, that's why he's not yeah, shocked he goes, by What it. the hell is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, I love when Michael J. Fox goes back to the house. Yes, and he has to hide, and you meet older Michael J. Fox, and the daughters play. Everyone's played by Michael yeah. J. Fox. Yeah, and oh my god, and, it's, and they're all having dinner table. I love that microwave pizza, by the way. Yeah, no, it looks brilliant. pretty cool actually. Yeah, um, but they're all around the dinner table, and again, we talked about Zemeckis in the last one about the advancement of technology he's yes. done. He's very good at 
Um, and this isn't CGI. This is where editing yes, comes into it, place. It's it shot um, several times. And made famously, yeah. and made famously with the Nutty Professor, yes. where you have the same actor playing a bunch of different roles at the different When time. I was, um, whenever these um, two and three came out, I was like um, about 12, 13. I bought a book, um, a tie-in book, and it was it had um, interviews with the cast and stuff. And they actually went into detail of um, of how they shot these scenes with um, you know like uh, Michael J. Fox or Thomas F. Wilson and multiple scenes playing different versions of you know the, the characters. Um, so it was, it was actually really interesting. I always remember um, that book, and um, I loved the you know you know hearing from behind the scenes from the cast and crew. But yeah, it was basically if you notice in every scene where there, where the actor is in it twice. There is something like a post or like a lamp post or something, and that's where they edit the two. They splice together the two recorded versions of the scene. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah they kind of do that when we'll talk about that when the fifties yes. show up, which is very clever what yes. they do there. And that's why I thought they filmed some scenes from the second one with the third with the first I think it's one. A bit of both. So I was just you almost think the or they deliberately shot. Different angles in the first one, so they can implement well, unused footage. Part twos from part, yeah, or part twos, Marty, into yes. that scene. So I feel like they almost had to do two shots. Like, yes, you know what I mean of one scene in order to be able to do that. That's why I thought they were planning a sequel, but like you said, they, they you said yeah. they weren't. Um, but I, I think I think with the stuff in the nineteen fifties, with the you know the multiple Martys and stuff, I think a lot of that is um, re reused footage from the first I, I think it's a combination of, of uh, basically everything and also maybe scenes that um you know were edited out you know unused footage from the first but also new scenes recreated you know that like basically had to get all the costumes and stuff and you know that sort of thing i i, I mean i'm obviously i'm not 100 percent, but i think that's what it did so when biff went back to give the the man the almanac to younger biff yes um, when they're dealing with Jennifer uh, and stuff like that, getting her back, they go back to 1985, thinking it's yes. all done. Everyone's happy. And then it's become a shitty Vegas. Yes. The whole town's now Biff World, Best Palace. There's actually a, a good sort of, um, very briefly, if you catch it, there's the sign for Hill Valley, but um, someone has spread over Hell Valley, you know, which is pretty good. Um, a, a nice touch, you know. It's, it's it's turned to shit. It's turned to hell. And Strickland, yeah. uh, the, yeah. the the windows are boarded up, and out Strickland, <laughs> he pops up as well. <laughs> um, I do love the scene where they have yeah, this documentary, and it was like uh, Biff Tanner, American folk hero, <laughs> and, there's, and there's Biff. I do like they've given pretty much Thomas Wilson a massive role here. Yes, um, and again, it kind of piggies back about saying I'm surprised he didn't do more. Maybe yeah. because he's he, he's so unlikable, likable. He's a love hate kind of character. That he's a cartoon character. That's the only. That's the only. You know, he's known for. Anyone knows yeah. him as Biff. Yeah, um, he's a cartoon. Yeah, maybe but, but typecast as well. Exactly. Um, but there's also, I mean, there are, obviously there's the big gap of Crispin Glover not being there for the comedy, so that they do try and fill it in with, um, you know, Marty Junior with played by Michael J. Fox. But you know, while Michael J. Fox is certainly very good in it, um, again, he's no Crispin Glover. Well, the, Mar- the Marty Junior was a little over the top for me. Yeah, it was a little he's a stupid. Bit too silly. No yeah. one's that stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit too silly. And while Michael J. Fox does play it well, 
again, no, no Crispin Glover who had all the subtleties and complexities and just the comic timing of George McFly. Yeah. Well, George is dead now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what, how do we write out? What do you do when a guy doesn't want to come back? You write him yeah. out. Yeah. He's been shut dead by Biff. That's right. Those bastards. Yeah. Oh, my God. Leah Thompson talks about these all the time. The fake breasts, the, bre- yes. the chest plate that Leah Thompson has to wear. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. And, and uh, Marty goes, Mom, you're so big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, go back to the weirdness. But the Oh, no, I'm far. sure. I'm sure you would like to have seen him dive right in there. You, you <laughs> sick piece of shit. Again, no, no. Again, it goes back to the weirdness, but they don't go too far. But I, again, this this same book that I had when I was 12, 13, there was an interview with it, with Leah Thompson, and she's talking about, you know, the Back to the Future 3 films, because, you know, as we were saying, 2 and 3 were made back to back. But she says, you know, um, I was told whenever I started off as an actress, you'll only get to play um, virgins, whores, and uh, there was something else, and, and mothers. Here she, yes, that's what it was. Virgins, whores, and mothers as a woman actress. Here she was. Well, the great thing about the Back to the Future films is I get to play all three. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so now they have to go back to... This. What I liked about it, you, you got the future, you got the present, and then you got the past. So you get all three. Yes. Um, the best part is the final act in 1955, when all they have to do is get the almanac, the way they blend the first film into this one is, or vice versa, is, is yeah. amazing. You actually think, and we just talked about it, that Michael J. Fox was there. It's, like I said, they, they were shooting the scene with Biff attacking uh, Lorraine in the car, and there's the R. Marty in the second one standing, looking from point of from a different point of view. Yes, it's like yeah. how would they do that? They must yeah. have shot something twice, or they actually just redid it. Well, that, well, they have done it. Like I say, I think they've done a bit of both. Because I mean, obviously, they reshot the opening with Elizabeth Shue instead of Claudia Wales. So there, there, there has been a bit of that going on. Yeah. Anyway, you know. But uh, I love the scenes with um, Beth, old Beth, and young Beth arguing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, old <laughs> but, man? Butthead, butthead, <laughs> you call him butthead, butthead, and then he says, um, what was it, he says, um, yeah, why don't you make like a tree, and get out, get the hell out of here, it goes, it's leave, it's leave, you sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. <laughs> yeah, you always guess those wrong. Yeah, and even the stuff with Biff, um, you don't see her, it's, it's the grandma, you know, uh, she sounds like hard work, Gertrude Tannen. And um, and then even just wee, wee small things like whenever he he has the kids ball, he goes, "You he's just such an asshole." He goes, "You want it? Well, go get it!" <laughs> and he throws it on the roof. <laughs> he's so over the top. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a, it's a cartoon character. Yeah, he's you know? he's he's part of a. You almost would see him in an Archie comic. Uh, absolutely, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. so fun. I do love when Doc goes to uh, Marty. Here's fifty dollars. Go buy yeah. some clothes. Get something conspicuous. <laughs> he cut to he's got a black leather coat a black fedora and shades yeah it's high private eye yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's uh, but yeah I love those scenes with uh, I mean to, to me a low Crispin um, Glover sort of stole the show in the original to me Thomas F. Wilson actually steals it here yeah and that's what was smart writing when they knew they were going to lose Crispin Glover instead yeah. of doing a fake Crispin Glover for the whole film um, or recasting them. I know they did recast them. But they did, but for just for a second. Yeah, for and a second. And he was upside scene. down. And yes. so, but what they decided to do, okay, let's give it to the next scene stealer. Let's give yeah. it to, to Biff. 
And yes. Thomas Wilson is handed hand of the prize, and he runs with it. He does a oh, really yeah. nice job. And he has a physical presence as Biff as well. He just, yeah. And Griff, you know. Although the Griff stuff's a bit silly, I found, you know. Um, but uh, definitely as Biff, old Biff, uh, the young Biff together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this whole action sequence to where he's kind of elongated when he's going across the ladder on the top, seeing himself play the guitar, and he's yeah. got dropped a bag of sand on their heads. I thought that was a little, eh. Well, um, again, I think they were trying to um, sort of replicate the, the, the tension of the original film where basically anything that can go wrong goes wrong and more. So I think they were just trying to up the tension there. Because even Strickland gets the almanac at one point, but it turns out it was, it's a dirty magazine that yeah, they've had. Yeah, what was it called? A la oula. Ooh la la. Oh, oh <laughs> ooh la la porn. Yeah, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's what Marty says whenever he sees his mom's breast implants. <laughs> okay, that's, ooh, again, you're going right back to it, man. You're going right back to the incest. I'm just winding you up. You're sick. So, but I like that. I like that reveal. That's yeah. kind of like what I was talking about with the letter. Don't show yeah. the letter. Because yes. when he confronts Biff Strickland, Yes. And he goes, give me this magazine. What are you doing with this magazine? And yeah. He looks at it and he takes it from him. So I'm like, why would you take a sports almanac? That makes no sense. It's just a magazine. Yeah. But it does make sense when he's one. He knows what's in there. It's ooh la la. So well, he, it was a porn mag he was taking from him. We yeah. thought it was a sports almanac. That yeah. is a nice way of planting that I also uh, love, red herring. Yeah, and I, I also love the, the exchange between um, Strickland and Biff. You know, um, there's, there's a brilliant line. Where Strickland says, "Is that liquor I smell?" He goes, "Well, I'm Biff, actually being clever for a change, turns and says, well, I don't know because I don't know what liquor smells like because I've never drank it before.'" And then, and then, what does he say? He goes, "What's this tenant? Is this homework?" He goes, "No, because I'm not at home." He goes, "You're a real slacker, tenant." Real slacker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but 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 teachers would have confiscated stuff on you if they didn't like you, you know, back in school. But yeah, especially if there was a porn mag. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sports mag, they would have done that. But it makes sense when it's revealed. Yeah, it's naughty mag, and he has a cheeky look himself in his office. Yeah, and he's drinking himself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the whole, I remember seeing this in the theater, and what, what what I knew there was a we knew there was a third one coming at this yes. point. And obviously the car gets zapped by the lightning and disappears. Yeah. And I love this ending. I this is I like that's you know like a good serial. Uh, it's a real cliffhanger. Yeah, serial films back in the forties and fifties, Lone Ranger yeah. and you know Flash and all were these cliffhangers. Yeah. And this is a great cliffhanger. Yep. Where he disappears. All of a sudden, Western Union shows up. Yep, we have a letter, letter for you for seventy years later. He's like fuck, Doc Brown. He's alive. 55, you know, he's in the West, but he's alive. Yeah. And then it cuts to him running back to the first movie yep. to get the Doc who just, you know... Um, 1950s Doc. Yeah, 1950s yeah. Doc who just got rid of uh, Marty from the first one. Yes. It's just yeah. so well... It's so detail-oriented. Yeah. It felt yeah. Oh, like yeah. you... I mean, we talk about how a good trilogy or a good sequel... You can remove the credits from the from the sequel, and you can merge them and make one film. Or you can watch these all back to That's back. That's no I'm problem saying. at can, all. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what I didn't like is when they show a trailer for the third, 
A, we don't need to see that. We the third's coming. We want to see it on our own. They I didn't sh- mind that. No, yeah. they they give away too much in that trailer. Mm, I suppose, yeah, way too much. Yeah. Apparently, it, it's very very rare for that to be done. It'd be like if the Empire I've never I've never back. seen that done before. Yeah, and it, I, don't be like fans, the, I don't think any studio would want to do that. Yeah, it does give a bit too much away. Yeah, it's too and, much. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely strange to see it at the time. So it was. But um, yeah, but it does set things up. Generally, overall, it sets things up beautifully for the third one. All they had to say was to be continued, and then show an old West photo of Doc and, and Marty in it. That's With it. With the clock. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all you needed. You yeah, didn't need exactly. anything else. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Again, you and I aren't going to go back and give our review. We all know this is a wonderful film. I think it's better than I remembered. I remember not liking it because of the reasons I, I brought up. But now watching it through the podcast eyes, I'm pleasantly rather enjoyed it, and it does make a lot of sense. I remember at the time not so much, um, you know, sort of worrying about it not making sense, because, but although it did, it did sort of niggle me a bit about, you know, sort of Hart Biff, uh, although it is explained about, you know, when Biff comes, Hart and Biff come back to the 2015 that they're in because he's changed the past. But anyway, that gets resolved. But I remember at the time thinking it was a bit too fast paced. Um, compar- especially compared to the original, but no, it's still a very uh, and it does of course miss Crispin, but it is still a very very entertaining um, film and sequel. All right, well we're going to end with the third one. I can't remember the view the reviews of the third one. I think it's a less light. I'm, I can't I can't remember. I thought it was the second one, but I might have been wrong. But we'll find out. We'll talk more about that when we hit uh, the the finale of Back to the Future, which was filmed in 1990. We're going uh, to the Wild West. Wild West. That should be fun. I haven't watched it in a long time. I remember, I do remember, Marty McFly's really bad Irish accent. Yes. Um, she, and as Clint famous, Eastwood. Yeah. What's your name? Clint. Clint Eastwood. Well, there's also, uh, well, 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 we'll get to it when we discuss it. There's also um, the fact that Seamus McFly and, um, well, all the McFly's throughout history marry women that look exactly the same. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Leah I don't mind Thompson. that. Leah Thompson. I'd be yes. fucking, I'd be a Seamus. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I get Thompson. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Well, there's, there, there's another wee Easter egg. Just, just uh, what do you call it? Uh, Marty Jr.'s middle name is Seamus. So that was obviously setting up as well. He's named after his great-grandfather or whatever it is in the third one. And in the second one, they show Clint Eastwood. Yes. And he, how he hi- and how he gets shot. And he's, he's been, he, he, uh, put, he put the iron, uh, cast yeah, iron in his dollars. chest. Yeah. yeah. So they planted that seed a bit too. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, give us a shout on uh, Citizen Frame there on Facebook, or again on Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram, and uh, tell us how we're doing here on the Back to the Future retrospective. Give us a shout out. Give us some likes, dislikes. Give us some recommendations of a retrospective you might like to see. Uh, we will be continuing retrospectives because um, it's a quiet year in cinema, believe it or not. So we're going to be probably talking, you know, don't know what we're going to be tackling yet, but I know the Nightmare on Elm Streets are next. Um, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll chat soon. Take care of yourselves.